Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. The hardest part of losing a loved one is not saying goodbye to them but learning to live without them. The void that our lives feel in their absence, the aching and the longing of our hearts once they're gone. When a loved one dies, it reminds us in a really profound and powerful way how much we need community, how much we need our family and our friends to gather around us, to support us, to lift us up, to encourage us through our grief. Before the 20th century, it was common practice that when somebody died, their body was prepared, but it remained at home. The body would actually be displayed in the center room of the house, often called the parlor. It wasn't until uh, funeral services took place and, and funeral homes were on the rise that these rooms in our houses were changed to be called living rooms. Before that, they were called the, the parlor in reference to this time when a loved one would be presented, their body would be laid out. And for three days, there would be a wake. Family, friends, community members, the pastor from the church would come and they would comfort the family. And right there in the center of the home, a family would acknowledge their grief. They would mourn, they would share stories, they would seek comfort. After these three days, there would often be a visitation at the local chapel. And for hours, extended family and friends from the wider community could come and pay their respects to the bereaved family. The next day, there would often be a funeral service at the local church. And the Christian community would gather around this family. They would remember in the funeral service the promises of baptism. And they would make the transition as they carried the loved one's body from inside the chapel or the sanctuary out to the churchyard, to the graveyard, where the loved one would be laid to rest. Churchyards and graveyards like the one here at the Marymount Community Chapel stood as a living witness to these loved ones in their memory. You see, death was very present. It was very visible. And as loved ones would gather for worship in the weeks or months or years following, they would be reminded as they came into the sanctuary that their loved one was nearby. The memory of their loved one was nearby. You could read the names of the faithful saints that had departed in the past. Right before we entered into quarantine measures, I went to go sit with Jeannie Chose. Jeannie was there at the bedside of her beloved Norm. Norm's health had been failing for quite a while, and he was now in hospice care. This was the last pastoral visit that I made before we all were locked away in our houses and homes. It was a holy moment as Jeannie shared about Norm's life, about their love and their story. A few days after that last visit with Jeannie, Norm passed away on March 11th. 
And just a couple days later, we all entered into this new reality of sheltering in place at home. Since that moment on March 11th when Norm passed, we've had two other faithful disciples of Jesus at Prince of Peace who have entered life eternal, Bonnie Kutchenreuter and Don Johnson. Norm, Bonnie, and Don were faithful followers of Jesus, humble servants. Their lives have left a lasting impact on all who know them and who love them. Our prayers and our hearts go out to their families who are in the midst of their grief and in the midst of their mourning. You know, the coronavirus has caused a lot of tragedy in so many areas of our life. To me as a pastor, one of the most tragic aspects of this COVID-19 lifestyle is what it's done to families in the midst of their grief. Families like Jeannie and, and her family, her extended family, uh, the, the Kuchenreuters and the Johnsons, they're all forced to make really hard choices. Do we gather with a limited group of people, maybe 10 or fewer, to have a graveside service for our loved one? Or do we wait until things are, are much more clear so that extended family and friends can gather, until we can gather in the sanctuary and, and really celebrate the life of our loved one? And through all of those hard choices they have to make, there's also a fear. There's the fear that the memory of their loved one will be forgotten in all of this. There's the fear that their grief will be forgotten in the midst of all of this. In John chapter 14, Jesus is trying to prepare his disciples for life without him. Soon Jesus will be gone from this earth. And in this part of John's Gospel in the 14th chapter, we, we receive the farewell discourse. Jesus is teaching and instructing his disciples. He's also providing some powerful pastoral care to them in this moment. He says these words, words that we often hear at a funeral. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. As I've been thinking a lot lately about the family and friends of Norm and Don and Bonnie, I've thought about these words that Jesus spoke. Two things stand out to me that I think are really powerful. First, the encouragement from Jesus to not let your hearts be troubled. But I wonder, how can they not be troubled? I think that Jesus understood that his disciples, their hearts were going to be troubled. Jesus here knows that he'll be arrested, he'll be crucified. Yes, he'll rise from the grave three days later, but soon after he will ascend into heaven to be with God and he will leave the disciples and he will pass over the ministry that he began to them. How could their hearts not be troubled in the absence of their savior, their rabbi, their teacher, their Messiah? But I love how he encourages them. The encouragement is to believe in God, to believe also in him. In the midst of our uncertainty, in the midst of our fear, in the midst of our troubles, in the midst of our grief, we lean into our belief 
even if that belief feels really thin, even if our faith feels really weak. One of the powerful realities about our faith in Jesus is that it's a communal faith. Yes, we all individually have faith in God to one degree or another, but we are given this gift in the body of Christ. When we feel weak, there are others in the community who are strong. When we don't have a prayer to pray to God, somebody else will pray on our behalf. When we can't bring ourselves to sing to God, we know that somebody else in the community of faith will sing on our behalf. It's hard enough to lose a loved one. It's even harder to have to grieve all alone at home. If you've lost a loved one during this season, if you're experiencing grief of any kind, Know that even though you physically might be alone, spiritually, you are not alone. The community of faith at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church is there to support you, to wrap you up, to cover you in our prayers. We will sing on your behalf. We will pray on your behalf. You are deeply loved and you are never alone. Not only is it the community of faith that wants to be strong for you, it's also our God. It's the Jesus who promises that we will never be abandoned, we will never be orphaned, that Christ has sent the Holy Spirit to guide and comfort us in the midst of our sorrows. But there's even more encouragement here. In John chapter 14, we have that familiar passage about in my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I not have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. Number one, we will be united with our loved ones again. We believe that. We believe that we will be grafted into the eternal community of saints, communion of saints. We will be joined again with our loved ones, hand in hand. But here in the, in the actual Greek, in the original biblical Greek, the word that we have, we translate into rooms, could also be translated as dwelling place. The Greek word here has the same root as the word abide. It's the Greek root meno. In my Father's house, there are many places to abide, to remain, to hold on to God. In the midst of our grief, we know that Christ abides with us. And there are many opportunities for us to still abide and remain with our loved ones. Just last night, I was on the phone again with Jeannie Chos, and Jeannie shared with me how many moments there have been over the last 60 days where she has very much felt the presence of Norm and the presence of God. This promise of our ability to abide with God is very real. Please know that if you're grieving, if you're mourning, if you're longing for a better day, Know that your tears are a direct reflection of your great love. You should never be ashamed of them. And if you need help, you need encouragement, if you need somebody to pray on your behalf, know that there are so many people in the community of faith that long to support you, whose prayers this very moment are ascending to heaven, ascending to God. But we also have Christ Jesus who sits at the right hand side of the Father, who prays on our behalf. 
you are loved. Your loved ones are not forgotten. And your grief is not forgotten. So this day, may we all lean into our belief. May we lean into the promise that the very worst thing that we could ever experience, God could transform into something beautiful and holy. That God could take our tears and transform it into laughter. And until that day when we can laugh again, may we know that we are embraced by a God who loves us, by a Jesus who wept at the tomb of Lazarus and weeps alongside of us in the midst of our tears. Cling to your faith in the crucified and risen Lord. God loves each of you, and I do too. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.